0: Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast designed to help more people get into God's Word and get more out of the Word. I'm Ben Blakey. Today's passage is Matthew 27, 1-31. How many times have you read about the crucifixion of Jesus Christ? Maybe there's some of you reading about it for the first time, and if so, it's awesome that you're reading the bible and and letting it speak for itself. I'm guessing though that most of you have read about the crucifixion many times and not only from the four gospel accounts or as you go through resurrection week and and read these passages on good friday but also if you've read the rest of the new testament you see a lot of commentary on the cross and references to the cross. And so what I want us to do, because we, we clearly will see in the rest of the New Testament, the significance of the cross. I think of passages like Colossians 2, where it talks about our sin being nailed um, to the cross, or just what it says in so many other passages about what Christ accomplished on the cross, that he bore our sins in his body on the tree. But what I want us to do today is to really look at Matthew's account. And we'll see this really today and tomorrow uh, as we look at uh, really technically get to the crucifixion tomorrow, but we get into these final trials, very familiar scenes today. And so as we think really of chapter 27 as a whole, just looking at the first half of it today, uh, this is what I want you to notice. Uh, What are the details that Matthew brings out. And one thread we'll see in the first half of this chapter is we'll see him really give a lot of responses to Jesus. And what we're going to see today are all negative responses to Jesus. So, they've had their sham trial with the council overnight. Um, but then in the morning, they take counsel to put him to death. Maybe they have some um, From what we see in the other gospels, some trying to put some formality on it by having some semblance of a vote in the morning. And then they take him to Pilate, who would have been the Roman governor. But then we get this little interlude that talks about the remorse of Judas and how he regrets. He even admits that he has sinned by betraying innocent blood and the hypocrisy of the chief priests shines through here uh, in this passage as they say, well, we can't accept this money since it is blood money. we have got no problem crucifying Jesus, but well, this is blood money. But then we see in this time of remorse, Judas goes and he hangs himself. Uh, So he dies and commits suicide uh, after saying that he had sinned by betraying innocent blood. And and so one thing, especially when we'll contrast him throughout the gospels to the response of Peter who denies Christ, one thing I would encourage you to note from that is that remorse does not equal repentance. There's a lot of people out there who feel really bad about their sin. In fact, there's not, Judas isn't the only one that has felt so bad about his sin that he has killed himself. And it should be sad for us again now, maybe stepping back and taking in all that scripture says about the significance of the cross, that Judas kills himself when the Savior is on his way to the cross. And maybe you are listening to this and you're in a state of feeling really bad about your sin. And maybe you've even thought, well, the only way for me to deal with that is by trying to repay what I've done. Or maybe even you've thought about ending your own life as a way to make up for what you have done or to express that remorse. And I just want to encourage you, read the whole chapter. Jesus Christ died on the cross. And what we see from all the scripture, he did that for sinners. He did that so sinners could be forgiven. So, it's not wrong to feel bad about our sin. Judas isn't wrong when he says he has sinned, but then what does he do with it? Instead of going to the Savior, he he goes and he tries to deal with it himself. That's not the right way to respond to Jesus. And then we see the example of Pilate, again, not a great example. Um, He's warned even. That's an interesting thing in the Gospel of Matthew where his wife comes to him and says, has nothing to do with that righteous man. For I have suffered much because of him today in a dream. And then you see Pilate later, though, he does deliver Jesus up to be crucified, but he washes his hands, you know, and says, I am innocent of this man's blood. Well, guess what? Um, That is... Uh, that, that that's not that doesn't work you don't just get to say well I'm going to wash my hands of it and it's on you no everyone will be accountable for what they do with Jesus there's no washing your hands of Jesus but really the the big thing here in the first half of this chapter is really the rejection of of the Jewish leaders. Uh, And this is the most, should be the most saddening thing about this chapter, right? They've delivered Jesus up uh, and want him to be crucified. And then even Pilate offers them this, well, hey, who do you want me to release? uh, Barabbas or Jesus who is called Christ? And again, let's just step back and remember what's Matthew's big point, Jesus is the Christ. He is the Messiah. And here, even Pilate is saying, hey, he is called the Christ. And so, what you see here is a very clear rejection of the Messiah by the Jewish leaders. And even, I think that plays into Matthew's bigger picture here, and, and something we'll see in the next reading in the rest of this chapter is, uh, even though the religious leaders rejected Jesus, Jesus. Um, that's not the right answer. He is the Christ. And they cry out, let him be crucified. And and the most chilling words in the chapter are in verse 25, where Pilate tries to pass off his guilt by washing his hands. Uh, It says, all the people answered his blood be on us and on our children. Those are chilling words, even just to read them out loud. How I don't think they even understand the brutality of the words that they are saying and the guilt that they bear. And then that leads to Jesus being crucified. So we we see in this chapter, a lot of bad examples of how people responded to Jesus. I'm remorseful, but I'm trying to deal with it myself. I think "Eh, I could just wash my hands of it and uh, not really be held accountable for it. No, those don't work. But then you see this message of people saying, yes, I hate Jesus. I I reject Jesus and even let his blood be upon us and on our children. And so the main point that I really want to make sure we're all thinking about today is what are you going to do with Jesus? Matthew has been clearly making the case... That he is the Messiah. And even here, again, if we connect the beginning of Matthew 27 with the rest of the gospel, we should understand the suffering that Jesus is experiencing here shouldn't cause us to doubt that he is the Messiah because Jesus has repeatedly told his disciples that this is what the Messiah was going to do. And when you consider Old Testament passages, especially Isaiah 53, it makes sense the Messiah would suffer or even Psalm 22, which we'll get into at the end of the chapter. What will you do with Jesus? And if you're thinking, man, I feel sorry about my sin, but really you're trying to take care of it yourself. That is not the right response to Jesus. Or if you think, well, I'm not that guilty or, you know, I I don't really, I'm not really that into Jesus, but I'm not against him. That that doesn't work either. And, And If you are listening to this, and I doubt many of you would be listening to a podcast like this saying, yes, I don't like Jesus. I reject Jesus. Well, let me just point out that Jesus died for sinners like you. Repent and believe. What are you going to do with Jesus? And then that's where it ends. They're leading him away to crucify him. I think there should be a a, a true solemnity in our response, a a true grief that, man Jesus was rejected. And there should be an element, I think, of taking it personally where he suffered because of my transgression. Uh, Let me even just read some of what we see in Isaiah chapter 53 and notice even really uh, the, the pronouns that are used in this passage. Surely he has borne Our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions, he was crushed for our iniquities, and upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace, and with his wounds we are healed. It was our sin, but Jesus bore the shame. He was rejected, he suffered, he wore the crown of thorns because of our sin, I encourage you to remember to reflect on that, to worship Christ and to trust God has provided a solution for your sin. It's not something that you can go make up for yourself. So let's pause there and we'll continue again in our next reading as we reflect on the crucifixion of Jesus Christ.